One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 11th of March. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Kitty Logan. Russian airstrikes target new cities as it prepares to move on Kyiv. What we see is firefighters on the ground tackling blazes around buildings that have been completely destroyed. And concern grows that Russia may use chemical weapons in Ukraine. We have received the warning regarding potential chemical or biological attack. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Russia's war in Ukraine escalated on Friday morning as its forces targeted new areas. Firefighters attended a bomb site in Dnipro after the southeastern city was hit by three airstrikes in the first attack on the city. It's understood at least one person was killed. The city is home to around a million people and is a key industrial hub, but the attacks are reported to have hit a kindergarten, an apartment building and a shoe factory. Times Radio's reporter Anna Cunningham has been covering the story. What we see is firefighters on the ground tackling blazes around buildings that have been completely destroyed. There is debris everywhere as well. But um, quite um, graphic video footage that's come through looking very destructive from what was clearly a powerful attack. Russia has also reportedly launched strikes on a military airfield in Lusk, in the northwest of the country, far away from previous targets. Meanwhile, satellite images obtained by a US company show Russian soldiers moving towards Kyiv, advancing three miles in the past 24 hours. Richard Spencer is the Times of London's correspondent in Ukraine. The satellite pictures show that that's now broken up and is now you know, taking up positions along the west side of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at, you know, tanks and heavy artillery. Um, so that does look rather ominous. And, and they have made, uh, the Russians do seem to have made sort of uh, a couple of miles of gains in the, in the northern suburbs as well. Ukrainian officials have claimed that a psychiatric hospital, which housed over 300 people, has been hit in an airstrike near the eastern city of Izium, although it's not been possible to independently verify that claim at this time. Meanwhile, fighting continues in the port city of Mariupol, where conditions continue to deteriorate. There are reports of residents fighting over food and of disease running rife in bomb shelters as shelling continues and power supplies have seen phones cut off. 
The Ukrainian government says it hopes a humanitarian corridor out of Mariupol will open on Friday. Matt Morris is head of communications for the International Committee for the Red Cross. He told Times Radio that residents remain trapped in dire conditions. It's a city where there's no water, there's no gas, there's no electricity supply. Some bottled water is available at times, but at times people are having to boil water that they get from a stream and the the shops and the pharmacies are empty. So a, a really desperate situation. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has warned that Russia could be prepared to use chemical weapons in an escalation of its war on Ukraine. Washington issued similar warnings, as has the Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. In a video message, Zelensky asked where Russia would strike with chemical weapons. A hospital? A church? Science laboratories? These were all ordinary places, he said, not military. He said if Russia used chemical weapons in Ukraine, it would face the most severe sanctions. But the leader of the Ukrainian political party Voice, Kira Rudik, told Times Radio that they are preparing for the worst. We have received the warning regarding potential chemical or biological attack. And right now we will be gathering uh, at the city council to discuss how we are going to uh, actually react and how we are going to supply that uh, 4 million city where 2 million people are still here with the means of for protection. Meanwhile, Russia itself is claiming that Ukraine is operating military chemical and biological labs in conjunction with the US on Ukrainian territory. The UN Security Council is set to meet on Friday at Russia's request to discuss the claims, which emerged after comments by US Under Secretary of State Victoria Nuland that there were biological research facilities in Ukraine that needed to be protected. Russia has provided no evidence that these are bioweapons labs. Both Kiev and Washington have strongly denied the claims, suggesting that it might be part of a false flag operation to justify Russia using chemical weapons. The Pentagon's press secretary, John Kirby, was clear the Russian allegations are untrue. The Russian accusations uh, are absurd, they're laughable, and, uh, you know, in the words of my Irish Catholic grandfather, a bunch of malarkey. There's nothing to it. It's classic Russian propaganda. On the way, India's ruling party has a good night at the polls and the Major League Baseball season is set to finally get underway. Times of London Daily World Briefing International reaction to the war shows no sign of easing as the US Senate approved a $13.6 million emergency package of military and humanitarian aid for Ukraine on Thursday. Around half of the funds are designated to send arms to Ukraine and for the deployment of additional US troops to NATO countries bordering Russia. The rest is for humanitarian assistance. Democratic Senator Patrick Leahy says the US must stand up to Russia. We stand up for America. We stand up for the needs of America. But we also stand up for Ukraine being attacked by a war criminal. 
The UK government has broadened its sanctions to target more Russian oligarchs, including Chelsea football club owner Roman Abramovich. Liam Twomey is the Chelsea reporter at The Athletic. He says the measures will hit the club hard. The general licence that the UK government has given Chelsea to enable them to continue um, functioning, despite the sanctions handed to Roman Abramovich, um, are not particularly well designed for the sort of actual day-to-day functions of a modern football, modern elite football club. Meanwhile, Meta has temporarily changed its hate speech policy in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It says it will now allow some posts calling for violence against Russian soldiers in the context of war. And China has, for the first time, acknowledged that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is a war, in a sign that it may be trying to put some distance between itself and Moscow. We move away from the war in Ukraine now to India where the ruling BJP party has claimed victory in four state elections, seen as a bellwether ahead of 2024's general election. The victory shows the steadfast appeal of Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Hindu nationalist politics, despite the devastating impact of the pandemic, soaring unemployment and inflation. The victory in the country's most populous state, Uttar Pradesh, which borders New Delhi and is home to more than 180 million voters, was the first for an incumbent party in more than 30 years. It's also a significant moment for Uttar Pradesh's chief minister, the hardline monk Yogi Adith Naya, who's seen as a potential successor to Prime Minister Modi. But the victory is likely to raise increased concerns among the country's significant minority populations, including 200 million Muslims, as the BJP's popularity moves the country further away from its secular founding principles. South Korea and the United States have said that North Korea has tested a new intercontinental ballistic missile system, something the US called a serious escalation. Pyongyang recently carried out two secret launches using its largest ever missile. The US says it will impose new sanctions on North Korea in response. The announcement of the latest missile tests comes after South Korea elected its new president, Yoon Suk-yeol, on Thursday. The Conservative People Power Party candidate just edged out the ruling Democratic Party's replacement for incumbent Moon Jae-in in what was a bitter battle. Times of London Daily World Briefing Sport Now with news on the start of the Major League Baseball season, here's John Jackson. Major League Baseball and its locked-out players have reached a tentative agreement on a new labour deal which would end the second-longest work stoppage in the game's history. The season was due to begin on March the 31st, but that start date has already been delayed by two weeks while both sides worked on a deal. According to a report on the league's website, the new five-year labour pact is expected to include increased minimum salaries, a new pre-arbitration bonus pool to reward the top young players in the game, and a raise in competitive balance tax thresholds. The report also said that pending ratification, spring training camps will open on Sunday, and a full 162-game regular season is expected to begin on April 7th. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday, the 11th of March. This podcast from The Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.